here's another late development, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. My money is all tied up in investment. That's my 2021 energy. And I definitely resonate with this. A lot of people resonate with this, and this tweet itself just went viral everywhere. So I thought it would only be fair we bring it up too. Because that's my situation. Like, literally, all my money is tied up in either investments or in my savings account or my bills. So I ain't got nothing to spend. If you try to take a trip, I ain't got nothing for you. Man. you have something 2021, the year canceling trips. I mean, basically, I might take one trip, but shit, I mean, it's going to be the Same. cheapest I can find. I still got my vouchers from 2020 that I got to use. Oh, Rebecca is killing it. She even got to spend money. <laughs> same, same, Rebecca, same. I can't wait. Southwest going to fly me out 2022. <laughs> yeah, I got mine with Emirates. I was supposed to go to Bali, so I'll see y'all in Bali. <laughs> we looking, that's what the Tribe Conference is going to be. We all linking in Bali. Um, with it. Let's do it. Hey, let's That'll do it. That'll be lit. <laughs> Hey, write it off as expense. Get that C-Corp going around, Talfi. Come on. Right. Hey, I already got my LLC. I must write it off. <laughs> Tribe no, Conference. There is, there's actually, there is a way to get um, your tax written off for con- for business conferences. Um, mm. I got to find the exact wordings, but there is something. Yeah, oh, no, make sure you find that one, Rebecca. No, there's <laughs> definitely one. It's, uh, we just did that with our surgical conference. Man, we all went, oh, out wow. down, we all went down there to um, Arizona. And I was sitting there thinking, how the hell we afford this as a nonprofit, y'all? Y'all got some, y'all got some explaining to do. Y'all got some goddamn explaining to do. Man, it, it's possible. Trust me. Were you saying that as they were offering y'all a, offering you a drink or free now, food? Now, I'm, I'm not going to say I complained when I got there. When I got home, I did some deep down thinking about that. Like, we as a nonprofit, we have that song playing in the arms of the world. Like we got that shit playing on our commercials. We can't be out here just spending money, y'all. But I, I, ain't, I ain't complain when I got that uh that free brownie uh brownie uh Sunday. That shit was good. Facts. <laughs> hey, but I, I really, I really rock, rock with everyone's energy. For me, I'm in the same boat. My money's tied up in investments. If you want me to go somewhere. Please pay for it for me. Uh, I'm using all discounts, all coupons, all vouchers, all 2021. I'm going back to the college struggle, y'all. No, for sure. Uh, Talk about expensive date. I'm an expensive date. You have to take me out. Hey, you, we going down the street. There's this great taco mart, man. If that, uh-huh. all right, move along. I guess, it was, I guess you'll die alone. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is a luxury date. Chick-fil-A is luxury. It honestly is. It Fact, honestly the cop salad, salad is unmatched. Period. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Nuffy. Nuffy, when I went to visit her in LA, she put me onto the chicken cob salad. I'm not the kind of person that typically I try to eat healthy, but she put me onto this, and man, my mind was blown. I still eat it every time I go to Chick Fil A. So thank you for it, that. It's, it's it's a different type of salad. Like it just raises it their bar. It is. You guys it, apparently the Chick Fil A franchises make mad money. Mad money or mad moves? You franchise one. True. Are y'all gonna open up a Chick Fil A? And you get Sundays off. <laughs> but that's yeah, what I heard. I, I think like don't they have like a bunch of period? Yeah, 
They no, and then there's a, there's a black girl. There's a, their, their youngest employer that owns one, that's a, she works in the downtown LA location. She's 25 making bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you, it's like 10, a little more than 10K to try to get in on one, which isn't bad at all. Hey, y'all make me want to buy a Chick Fil A. <laughs> we should. I mean, we should pull our money together, get a Chick. Everybody put in. Everybody put in two K. That's all. Ass. We could probably put even less. We gonna we gonna talk. About, I'm gonna bring this yeah. up. We gonna talk about this. Put it in the tribe. Hey, I already know it's a great not, location no... in Chicago to put it. <laughs> hey, we hey we got room out here in the DMV as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, somebody just opened um the first black one in Chicago this week, and the line was super long, like super oh, long wow. in Chicago. What yeah. part of the city? Um, it's like towards it's like downtown area, I believe. Oh, of course. So like, so there's five downtown now, but yeah. Wow, <laughs> y'all really com- y'all really just been pitching this to me, and I'm convinced. Like, if y'all put this th- if we put this together, I'm putting my money into this. <laughs> it just, well, I just never heard. If you think about Chick Fil A, like you think about their reputation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't hear bad things about them. I just don't hear bad things Actually, about Chick Fil A. No, you do hear bad things about them. They just oh, yeah, don't get it. Real bad. You don't care, bro. Yeah, you just don't care about it. You don't oh, care you about, about that sandwich. You're like, bro. She's a bite of that sandwich. You forget. Oh, that sandwich is so good. I forgot that they don't like people who serve other gods and don't want to help her with the birth control situation. With every with every bite, I'm like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. All I know is that's that had nothing to do with me. I'm gonna get the top salad regardless. Hey, regardless. I, I take a bite of Chick Fil A and I'm like, I don't see color, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's a cold falling. Before we bite, it. we're gonna we're gonna pray on this meal. Everyone, bow your heads and pray. <laughs> Shut up and pray now. Like you don't see that shit. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at all of y'all differently now. <laughs> you gotta you gotta separate food from religion. Just like hey. separate. Hey. Uh, but yeah, that was the meme of the week. Uh, apparently, everyone's energy is uh, their money being top in investments, specifically Chick Fil A. <laughs> but uh, back to a week in review. Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, this past week, I would just like to give a big shout out to Jeremy. Jeremy Osei. He's still holding the NIO call that he's been holding. Um, and Calvin this is actually some one of the examples of the things we've been talking about about leap calls. For those that don't know. A leap call is basically a leap option is an option that has pretty much a very far out expiration date. So think out six months, a year, two years. And since early last year, uh, Jeremy has been holding a leap call on NIO. And right now it's sitting about 1600%. So that is the power of options, especially leap calls. So shout out to Jeremy for holding on to that. I could not hold it for that long, um, especially with those kind of profits. I would probably sell and then buy back in. I'm the kind of person I scalp. But shout out to him for that too. Um, other plays that people made, uh, Mara. Um, we've been talking about Riot, Mara, and Bitcoin a lot. Um, with I was planning to hold Mara and Riot a lot longer, but with Bitcoin dropping um, below the support level, um, I locked in my profits on Mara. So did Rebecca. Um, it sold Riot for a, a small loss. Um, but I'm looking to keep scalping those as Bitcoin keeps moving because that's honestly free money. Like I feel like I've gotten to a point where I can literally see when the the waves will be um other ones is cciv um again everyone's been talking about cciv potentially merging with lucid motors um and we've been playing that since the early rumors started and i've locked in 50 percent profit on it other members in the tribe also have their own percentage profits on it um some people are still holding going into next week and i can see another pop off with it so i'm gonna probably get in again and get back out for a quick scout 
Another thing is AMC. Hero, I really appreciate you bringing AMC on our radar. AMC took off this past week. Um, I made an options play on it myself and did 50% profit on that. Um, I might even get back in because, again, it's, the, 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 it's just looking upwards for them as well. Yeah, it dropped too, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, definitely get back in. Mm-hmm. So now might be a perfect time to get back in this week. But, again, be careful with all the COVID news that's going on. Um, things to lock up so i can see amc getting drop in and that's one of the reasons why i sold mine so i can make sure i don't lose my money over the weekend um another one is apple apple just broke its all-time highs um i did make a scalp on that uh 45 profit on that um and i can see it going up again with a lot of stuff going on with their ba- uh, batteries um their sales this year for their products and things like that so i actually might get back in on this another one that jesse made was SENS. he made 40 percent off that um, I made another options call on Airbnb this week. Um, I was actually not expecting it to get 45%. I was actually only expecting like 15%, but again, they took off. Um, and I'm actually get back in and use a little bit of the profit to buy a couple shares for the long term. But again, I'm not a strong believer right now is the best time for Airbnb. So I'm just going to be scalping for now until I see, think they have a stable upward trend. Um, other ones as well, people have been killing it, locking in some profits on plug and pen. Uh, I know Jesse, he sold his apps, APPS. This is one of the stocks he's been very strong about, and he's been honestly right about it. Um, and it's been 33% profit. He also sold pen, pen national gaming for 200% profit. Um, that's basically the more safer version of DKNG in my opinion. And he sold plug power for 600% profit. Um, but there were a couple losses along the way. Um, two of my contracts expired, Tesla and Blink specifically, um, locked in a loss on Riot just in case it kept on going lower. Um, and other people made a couple plays like Penn um, and IDEX. Those were definitely profitable plays. But again, if you enter an options play at the wrong time, you can't lose money. So timing is very important. Both All of these stocks are 100% profitable plays. But again, if we for, with all of them, it was just really about the timing we got in. Because again, Penn went up, IDEX went up, Riot went up, Tesla went up, Blink went up. It's just about if you enter the wrong moment, you can lose some of your money. So again, be careful when you're trading those options. But moving on, um, this week's question, and we already answered it ourselves. Um, we have two. What stock under $10 are you holding that you wish would hit 1,000% profit, kind of like GME or GameStop? And also, how does it feel to have a new president? For me, I think it's been really great. Like Everything looks more positive. The sun's shining brighter. We have a female Black president, vice president. And I just, this is just positive energy going into 2021. <laughs> um, and anyone else have any input they want to share with that as well? Just having a new I mean, I, th- I think we needed it. I mean, yes. like, after 20, like 2020 was just terrible. And it was like, going into a new year, I was just like, man, I think I was more like touched. Like I told Hero, like, I literally watched the election for days, like getting sleep, mm. rarely ate, because I was just so nervous about like, what would be the outcome? Yep. So, you like, in America, yep. yes, and it was just like just to see like these states flip blue mm-hmm. was just like I feel like that was it for me. Like, yes, we won the election, but that was it for me. Like, Georgia winning the Senate, that was it for me. Like, those things were big for me, and it gave me hope into this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just working for the federal government in general, like, it just it just seems like things are better now. Like, emails have a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more hope in them. <laughs> it's not like you know. <laughs> It's not like it's not like all right now we don't have it in this budget so uh council you know all these things so it's just like okay well it's some hope it looks like we're shifting things around so i don't know mm-hmm. it was just a lot of hope for me and i was like that's cool especially since me coming here uh, i was worried just like man if this man went again i'm gonna be in this, this state with him and i don't know how that's gonna look yeah. so yeah it was it was a good thing a good turnout for me for sure uh, i'm happy 
I, I really enjoyed his speech. His speech, he gave a really good speech. I wasn't expecting to be that good. The girl in yellow it. gave a bomb ass speech. No, what? The girl in yellow gave a bomb ass speech. Mm. Um, the poet. I just yeah, the poet. Um, and I didn't know that fat neck ass country singer could sing so well. His shit was he that motherfucker. <laughs> Hero, could sing. what are we talking about? What did we hey. say? He cannot sing. He sounded awful. No, that man could sing, bro. His fat neck Garth, ass could Garth, sing. Garth sounded terrible. No, he did not. I loved it. I loved it. Hero doesn't. Hero doesn't know music or tones. And so watch your mouth. I know guys. all ignore the great anime entry theme songs. God, dude, how dare you speak about my ignore music him, guys? Taste. Ignore him about um, when it comes to singing. <laughs> My my whole thing about this election was Biden is Biden has used the fact of uh, lack of conformity and, and transform and transform that into a positive. Mm. Uh, he signed 17 executive orders that he could have easily used to control the news narrative for three weeks. He could have let out three every week and wouldn't have had to make a press conference or anything like that. Everything could have been scripted, but he let that all out mm. in one day. And he did that because he knows he's got his work cut out for him. So he immediately wants to drive a narrative which is shit's different. And I like that. Facts. We're definitely going to pay attention to that over the next couple of weeks, uh, especially with everyone in here that knows more about political um, policies and things like that. Uh, if you do, definitely drop in the Discord, drop into the tribe so we can all learn and gain from it as well. Uh, but moving on, um, last week we covered the next three chapters of the book we've been reading called How to Day Trade for a Living. This is a good book. Um, could be greater, but I'm learning stuff from it. Uh, other people are learning from it as well. Um, a couple of things they've been talking about is how to treat trading like a business, best times and strategies for trading, a lot about risk management um, and ways to choose stocks. Uh, in the next couple of chapters, um, the last three chapters, chapter seven to nine, we're going to cover that next week. So make sure to read the next um, section of the book uh, so we can finish it off strong and potentially find another book. So if you also know any other book or resource, we can do a course. Um, let me know so we can start that um, after next week. Because again, we want to stay learning. This is the point of having the book club in the tribe. Um, but yeah, moving on to the lesson of the week. So the lesson of the week this week, we're just going to do open Q&A. So I want to use this opportunity as a way to just answer any questions. Um, I know, Calvin, you're, you're like at a beginning phase in terms of looking with think or swim or options specifically. So I want to create this space for us to just answer a couple questions. We can probably take like five and just answer it or try to find the answers as a group. Yeah, man. I um again just in sponge mode sitting in the background listening. Mm -hmm. I appreciate all the knowledge transfer. And I'm doing so much in the background as well right now. Notes also from Dr. Home. That uh I apologize for not contributing much, but I will in forward. My question oh, no. is and I had a call yesterday actually with some other frat brothers asked this question, but I would like to get uh, uh, spectrum of opinions. So a lot of people, when it comes to options, which I'm most interested in learning about taking advantage of options, developing, developing strategy for, everybody seems to be talking Apple, Amazon, Tesla, mm -hmm. all the big things. And I wanted to know why is it, because like, you know, I would, instead of buying one option and risking it all on one turn of pitch and toss, I would like try to em employ your strategy just like, you know, I'd rather grab 10 options and once I get in the money on, you know, at, at this percentage, I'm selling two. I get a little bit more in the money. I'm selling four more. I'm getting a little bit more in the money. I'm selling another one, another one. I sell my last one before the expiration date. And I really um, scaled and scaffold my um, my profits as opposed to I just bought one big ass option of Tesla. And, you know, I, I, 
maybe won on it, maybe lost on it, but I didn't have the option to sell a, uh, some of my options as opposed to I only have enough for one because they're so damn expensive. So I wanted to know like where are those companies that we can research to find out, yeah, everybody's not talking about them, but it's good to get options from So your question is, I think you had two questions. The first one being, is it better to focus on put all your options or, or contracts on one stock or to diversify on a couple and your next question is where do people search for um unknown or uh breakout stocks potential breakout stocks yeah, breakout stock. yeah potential breakout stocks that have options available to you. i can i can speak to the to the breakout stocks real quick for you david mm-hmm. anyone who's telling you to invest in something they should be obligated to pay your way through i think it's super important for people to uh, be industry focused i like dividends so i look at dividend stocks at from an option perspective because we all know it's called the dividend dump once they pay dividends their stock drops and i buy an option right there uh i think you should practice uh with the the sink or swim method uh uh, thinkorswim has a great paper trading platform that lets you use the ten thousand dollars of invisible money to make those big time trades so you can see if it really works in real time but more importantly if before uh you go into any option trade you should be able to make a profitable amount on the swing trade of it because if you don't understand the swing trade of it then you won't really know how the option is going to play out for you. There's so many things that go into option trading. I strictly rely on the Greeks in time. Mm. And a lot of people don't look at those factors. They look at charts and scanners to dictate those things, but the Greeks haven't let me down yet. So it's when you talk about like, you know, trying to make a, a option trade, I think it's so important to have a fundamental base of what you want to do and how you want to do it. I know for a fact, if I take a dividend option, I'm going to have to hold on to that option long enough that the next dividend payout is going to be close nearby. And we know if you're doing it just a simple four split, that's every three months. So am I willing to hold an option for three months? Uh, But if I know the charts don't lie, then why not? So I think it really comes down to that. Like, I don't know if it sort of answers your question, but I think you should definitely first make sure you can make money off of that stock in a swing trade before you try and play it with an option. And playing options under $10 isn't an isn't a issue. Like I would I would all almost recommend your first option trade should be a trade under $36. Uh, you'll be looking to spend $136 for a strike price of a decent amount. That's a great learning curve. It's $136. You're not going to lose too much. But it, it, it keeps you from falling into the trope of seeing Apple trades and being anxious. Uh, don't look at op- Apple and like Tesla sh- sh- trades and get like anxious. Don't fall into the trope. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable. Yeah, Got it. That's exactly what I was looking for. And then can you say the name of that platform? The paper Think trading? or swim? Think or swim. swim. That's, That's what I talked about. Um, uh, the one that you're looking at right now, Calvin. Think or swim. So with Think or Swim, you can, of course, you can make actual live trades. So trades that actually use your actual money. But there's a section if you right as you're signing in, before you sign in, you know, when it pops up and says sign in, there's a tab, there's a button you can click to say live trading or paper trading. Paper. Live trading is when you actually put use your actual money with the information they have and like 
trade there. But if you switch it to paper trading, they can give you about a million dollars worth of free stocks and you, you trade with actual real life information using that fake money. So you can like practice out how to make trades, how to buy and sell. You can practice strategies and things like that and just see how it performs over time. Um, Thinkorswim is a great one. They have paper trading platform. I also have one called Webull. And it's funny, I created a, a, a Webull uh, paper trading account just for fun, just to see like, oh, what will happen if I did this long-term hold? Because I'm not a long-term holder. So I bought, I think about six different stocks. And in, um, since then, my money has damn near doubled. I bought like, I, I spent the 1 million fake dollars on like Tesla, Apple, Disney, and a couple of other ones. And it's already gone up like 80%. So that's a great way for you to practice or what, it, what, what your strategy will look like. Um, but to answer your other question is, um, should I buy one options on one stock or multiple stocks at a time? I'm the kind of person, uh, well, the answer, it depends on your, your, your um, confidence in the stock itself or your expert, expertise. For us, we're all learning. So I'm um, pro, hey, split it up across a couple options. Because with options, again, your money can go up really quickly or it can go down very fast. So you want to make sure you're, you're putting your money only in options that you believe will make you money for sure. If it's something that you have some doubts in, you should probably not be in that options play. But for me, I do multiple stocks at a time, like maybe two or three maximum at the same time. I'm holding six options contracts on different stocks. Um, so for me, I believe that is better for me because one, I'm still learning. I'm still figuring out what is working best for me. Um, and again, I, I don't know any specific stock. I have 100% um, positive um uh, what's called prediction of that oh it's gonna be this at this future level for me i'm very skeptical I, I seem optimistic but i'm very skeptical about a lot of stocks i can't even single out one that i believe will go up for the next two to three years um so i try to ride waves so it also depends on your own mindset and your own strategy because everyone is different for me i'm just looking to scalp and grow my money at the same time and another reason is because with stocks okay say i bought an options call on apple or Microsoft, maybe the few ones that I do believe will go up in a long time, like Apple or Microsoft. For me, it's like Microsoft's not going to move up enough for my level of um, comfort and what it is I'm trying to, the gains I'm trying to make. So for me, I'd rather scalp on a little bit more risky ones and make that um, compound uh, money over time than keeping my money locked up into this one thing for a long period of time. Because for me, the reason why I'm in the stock market versus any other kind of investing is I like having access and quick liquidity. Like I can buy and sell easily into that. So that's one reason why I don't do leap calls or kind of focus on multiple stocks at a time, um, if that answers your question. Very good. Thank you, bro. Dope, dope, dope. And for um, unknown or potential breakout stocks, I'm telling people on social media, like I've been getting a lot of the stocks that I look at off Twitter, off Clubhouse, literally having discussions like this. Like Rebecca is telling me some stocks, Hero's telling me some stocks, I'm giving some stocks. Like we're all sharing. So again, having a tribe like this is a great way to find unknown stocks, relying on people, leveraging people. Um, another way is also um, for online forums. So again, Reddit, um, online pages, um, things like that. Um, let me think, what else? And really just your own due diligence. Like sometimes this is something I actually do once in a while. I actually try to do this more often uh, is I literally just go in and just search up random stocks. Like again, there's thousands of stocks on the market and not everyone's going to know everything about everything, but you can find one that just look into it, just fake time. Let me just look into this one stock, see what's about. Oh, it actually has some potential. Boom. It could be a potential a breakout stock. Some of the stocks that I have found was just me searching up random stuff. Like, Hey, like even if you go back to Ryan and Mara, a lot of people found it from other people, but with Ryan, no, I think it was SBE and Blink. 
what had happened is we had started talking about electric vehicle charging. So we just Googled, hey, what companies do electric vehicle charging? And we found those two companies and we made plays on them. We found a lot of potential. Like, oh, this company actually looks legit, has a lot of good fundamentals, a lot of good technicals. And we made hella money off of it because we just randomly decided to search that specific thing. That's another strand, uh, good, really good strategy. One of my favorites, I would say, is going on Zach's. Um, they have really just great ratings and research. Um, and they have lists of kind of like big movers um, within their like top rated ones. And I always kind of just try to look at their, they have like random um, articles and um, just kind of the tickers on their website all the time. So it's great to kind of get ideas from there too. <laughs> Zach's is Z-A-C-K-S dot com. Z-A-C-K-S dot com. Dope. Zach, yeah, Zach's ratings. Dope. Um, any other questions? I just don't, we can take one more question before we move on. Anyone have like any general question they would like to get from everyone in the tribe? Nuffy, you have any question? No questions. You know me, I play things safe. You know, I, I, I hit my little milestones as they go. So mm-hmm. I gave myself a goal to hit 4K at the end of this month. Uh, I'm getting very close. I think I'm going to exceed. I'm just based off what I've been doing. Just, you know, playing it safe. I'm a safe player. Play yeah. things safe. I'm pissed off about Jumia. I mean, it's $61 right now. I'm mm-hmm. salty or whatever. Because, um, you know, I sold my shares at five ninety five. dollars um, So, yeah, you know, but that's, that's in the past. It's a new year. Facts. <laughs> um... Anyone else have any other question, Calvin? I guess I can pose a question. Um, what do y'all, at what point do y'all, when do y'all get out of stock? I, I have my own answer, but I'd like to get everyone else. Man. When do you get out of stock or what is your stop loss? I mean, I get out when I've already lost money that I've already put in. So like if, if I put in, you know, $10 and it's already getting down to like, 10.05 and then it reaches 9.58 okay I'm getting out because I've already lost money that's just me I don't like to lose my money I'm a, mm. I'm a patient person um, I have very strict rules and it depends on what I'm trading uh, I know I trade a lot of dividend stocks so when they dip they dip for months at a time because everyone's going to come back when the stock is going to pay out dividends again and they want the highest dividend rate because the company could come out and say oh we'll pay an extra three cents this month because we had extra great numbers uh you have to know your market but i think you you have to more importantly know your know your weaknesses my, mm. one of my greatest weaknesses is i could sit here and look at the stock market tick one by one every day all day and it it, it would wear and tear on me so i stick to my rules and i have the the God bless America for us uh, trailing stop losses because now I don't have to look at it. And if you set your rules in stone, you don't have to question it. You just be like, oh, I got kicked out of this buy. It's dropping 33%. All right, here we go. Let's buy back in. I think uh, getting out of a stock for me comes down to what industry, what am I selling it for? And when did I get in? Because if I'm a person who constantly likes to close my my earning guys. If I'm at, um, I never like to take the screenshot. So, oh, look, 70%, uh, 70%, 70% uh, increase in profit. No, my shit is always 5% because I've closed the gap. Like I close the gap constantly. And I think people, like, if you do that, there's ways, that way you don't have to worry about when to get out. It's always safer to get out. A 3% mm-hmm. loss ain't nothing to you. 
a 75, that's a heartbreaker. Facts. Facts. And that's a really good point. Um, for me, I use um, indicators to tell me. Um, but I also like what you said at the end, trading psychology. You got to really know when you're trading against yourself. A lot of times it's literally your own mental head. It was like, oh, this, you know, this is not a good trade or it's going sideways or against your plan, but you're still holding on to it. And you, again, keep eating more losses. So for me, I use those two things as indicators. One, what, knowing when um, I typically tend to lose money. Like if I tend to lose money because, oh, um, after 15%, I get greedy. That's why 15% is my, my, my target profit. Because for, for me, after 15%, I've seen myself get too greedy and lose out on more, more profit. So if a stock goes past 15, okay, I know, okay, this is the point where I should make sure that I should be careful about getting out. Because typically, once it goes past 15, it can go to 100 and I won't sell. So for me, I'm using that as a way for me to know, okay, this is when I should get out of a stock. It's hit 15. This is now where my, my subconscious might be getting too greedy. So I know to get out soon or literally at this moment, I should get out. Another thing I do is technical indicators. Um, so I use um, different strategies. The most common one I use is when I'm ever in a trade, when I see two red candles um, at the top of the Bollinger Band, I typically get out because that's the high of the stock for me and people are starting to get out. So that's when I get out. So I use um, different R indicators like RSI. RSI is above 70, 70. Okay, it's a good time to sell. Bollinger Bands. When it's hit the top of the Bollinger Band and it's starting to diverge away from it, good time to sell. Um, if the MACD is at its peak and when it's swinging, the MACD histogram, if it goes up and it's starting to sell, going to swing back down, great time to sell. Um, another one I use is um, VWAP. So if it crosses the VWAP line and, and I see a red um, can, a red arrow on top of that candle, good time to sell. So for me, I use technical indicators and it's honestly done me so much justice uh, for me. So I definitely re recommend people learn technical analysis um, and all kinds of um, indicators. Technical analysis. Definitely learn how to read candlesticks. Those are yeah. super helpful. I'm just kind of reading what, what the candlesticks are individually and then starting to kind of recognize patterns. Exactly. It I, takes I, a while. It definitely yeah. is a learning curve. It's like riding a bike. Um, little As you watch more charts, you'll you'll start to see it. Um, so just just practice it. Just watch it every... Um, either watch... I've watched just YouTube videos and that's been really helpful and just also watching live stocks and... You know, just, just not playing it and just kind of watching how it plays out, predicting, like trying to make a prediction and see if your prediction plays out. Exactly. And that's a great point. So I appreciate you all for your answers. Um, if you have any questions, again, this is the tribe. So definitely ask in the Discord, ask in the messages, send me a, send me a question and we'll answer it um, together as a group. Um, and if you're listening to this call right now, um, again, just type your question and just tag us in the question. Like, hey, at the Trade Tribe, what do you think about this? Like, feel free to ask us and we'll respond. Um, we love to get responses from people um, on social media and engage with people. Because again, y'all are an extension of our tribe. Um, but moving on...